Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan. It is great to be here and I am so glad you could join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us, of course, who control more than 80% of all the spending. I'm talking about the woman. Otherwise, you'd be talking to some, you know, talking about some other male-oriented show, but because it's purse strings, we're talking about women today. And in fact, there's some interesting data I want to share with you about who's really running the corporations around here in this country. Uh, Women CEOs are making some movement. Now, I know that there are very, very few C-level executives these days, but believe it or not, um, female CEOs grew from about 9% to a record 12%. Uh, a record nine to a record 12, not even percentages, just the number of them from nine to 12 in 2007. Um, now, for Fortune 500 companies, that's a little bit slower. It's only 2.4% of Fortune 500. Um, So, you know, what's the reason for that? Well, our guest today may be able to talk a little bit about that, shed a little bit of light. Um, In fact, um, in 2007, it plummeted at Fortune 500 companies by 16.4%. So we're actually losing ground at those larger companies. Now, when it comes to education, however, we have seen uh, a huge rise to power in, for women in education. And in fact, half of all Ivy League schools are now helmed by women. We're talking Brown University, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, and Princeton. And in fact, the woman who leads Harvard is not only at the pinnacle of higher education, but she's overseen a budget on par with top corporations. Of the 20 female CEOs in Fortune 1000 companies, only one runs a firm with the assets greater than Harvard. So we're actually doing better in the field of education than we are in the field of business. Now, women coming up through the ranks right now, I found this incredibly interesting. We have more women in graduate schools, 58% of them actually, and um, they're they're outpacing men when it comes to medicine and health care programs, but we're still behind in business. We're the minority for MBAs, and non-education doctorates uh, and non-education doctorates. So I just found that kind of interesting that when it comes to business school, we're still hovering around the 35 percent pile. Um, and the reason for that apparently is because we're not as confident about our math abilities. Um, I know that math was not my strong suit, and guess what? It, women don't believe it's theirs either, so it's keeping them from going after that MBA. So, but as you heard, women are having this great career in law. But interestingly enough, only 17% of the partners at major law firms are women. It seems that once they get to a certain level, they start dropping out. So um, why is that? Well, we're going to explore a lot of that today. 
with my guest who's going to be coming up in just a moment. But first, let's talk a little bit about the women demographic. As you know, we talk a lot about women on the show, and today I want to talk about product professionals. These are the women that are at the top of their career. You can see the theme already, I'm sure. Uh, but she's trying to achieve some balance in her life, even though she's putting a lot of energy on the job. This woman's about 36 years old. Um, she is married, uh, probably has a few children in the home. She's making more than 150000 a year, and her home values more than 300000 Now, these women like to keep up with the latest fashions. They want to be attractive. They like to stand out in the crowd, um, and they're very, very confident in their style. They like to stick to brands that they know, and they're very loyal when it comes to that and they only shop at stores that have the brands that they like. Uh, Price really isn't of interest to them. Obviously, they're making quite a bit of money. They enjoy owning really great things, Um, but they're also somewhat practical. You know, they are going to um, be shopping for those expensive items, but they are going to be looking for the best price. Now, these women are workaholics. They say they are, but they also believe that life is more than about work. They like to spend some time with their family. When they do have downtime, they like to stay home, although they do like to get out and enjoy the arts um, and travel a little bit as well. And they're environmentally friendly. Now, when it comes to the brands that they buy, um, you know, they like Bobby Brown for cosmetics. They're into Glenn Livett and Grey Goose when it comes to spirits. Designers are Armani and Calvin Klein. They're shopping at Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom, Crate and Barrel. And they're even shopping at Target, too, because, again, um, it's about fashion and style. And they know they don't have to pay an arm and a leg for everything that they own. Um, They're driving BMWs and Audis and even a good old Toyota. And um, if you're trying to reach the product professional, she's reading magazines and viewing cable and TV um, for entertainment um, because she gets so very little entertainment. She's working a lot, so she's spending a lot of time in her downtime trying to, you know, be entertained and kind of kick back a little bit. She's reading Real Simple, Harper's Bazaar, In Style, Shape, Vanity Fair, Cooking Light, Um, She's watching E, Food Network, Fine Living, TLC, and she's also watching network television, as I mentioned, The Office, America's Next Top Model, Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, and she's online quite a bit. She gets a lot of her information online, in fact. She's checking out money, travel, and news sites like msnbc.com, orbits, ask.com, CNN, MSNBC, even the New York Times she's reading online. So this is a woman with a lot of money to burn. Um, She's very loyal. She only shops at stores, remember, that carries her brands. So this is a loyal customer. You want to woo her. You want to get to know her. Well, I'm talking to one of those ladies today. My guest for the program is Nina DeSessa. She's the chairman of McCann Erickson in New York. She is one of the very, very few women on top in the field of advertising. And you remember what I said at the top of this show, there aren't a lot of women in the C-suite. When it comes to the C-suite and advertising, uh, Nina's in it. She just came out with a brand-new book about how she got there and how you can stay there. It's called Seducing the Boys Club. Now, I just finished reading it, and it's fantastic. Yes, there's some seduction in there, but it may not be the approach that you might think of right away. Um, but when we come back, Nina's going to reveal her secrets for success in just about a minute. So stay with us. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh my, he crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's SureHits. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Welcome to Life Tips. Susan Tate, 101 Entrepreneur Tips. Do you have your ear to the ground with hot businesses? I think blogs are doing amazingly right now. I know several people who started blogging, giving up any other sort of businesses because their blogs have become so popular because they're providing the revenue stream coming from affiliate marketing, ads, and other business partnerships they're creating with other businesses. Life Tips. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me now is Nina DeSessa, Chairman, McCann Erickson, New York. And she's not only running a powerhouse advertising agency, she took time out to write a book. Believe it or not, it's called Seducing the Boys Club, about how she got to the top of the advertising world. And she's here now to share her insight into playing in the Boys Club. Thanks so much for being here, Nina. I am thrilled to have you. Oh, me too. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, too. I have to tell you, I really enjoyed the book. It is a... And a fascinating read. Um, it's not a tough read for anybody out there. We're going to tell you how to get the book in a little bit. It is a quick read because it is so engaging. And, you know, I'm from the world of public relations, and I work actually inside an advertising agency as well. And I'm pretty familiar with your world. And it's interesting how I was reading through that and thinking, yeah, I, I totally get what she's talking about. And when I look around the ad agency that is in my building, it is still pretty dominated by men. And I know you found that out as well, didn't you? Yeah, I think that um, 
I think that it's still a boys' club and it's still very testosterone-driven. But that doesn't mean that we can't get into the club and we can't compete with them and actually work side-by-side with them. It just means that we have to find some different tactics than we've been using in the past. At least that's what I discovered. Well, and you discovered it to your own success, obviously. I mean, you're a very rare person, a very rare woman to be running an ad agency. Can you describe a little bit? I mean, granted, your book goes into a lot of detail about how you got there, but can you do the short version, the Cliff Notes version yeah, for how you I got am, there? I'm a creative person, and, uh, and I, that, was my, that was my career path in the advertising business. I started as a writer, and then I worked my way up to creative director, and then about halfway through my career, I began, had the opportunity to be the creative director of an entire agency, and that was at J. Walter Thompson in Chicago. And that's kind of where I got an epiphany about men. Uh, The first 15 years of my career, I I was picking up insights about them, but I really wasn't using them. You know, I mean, I I would just get angry at the inequities of the, the, the gender inequities, and I would, you know, I would try to get men to listen to me by just talking louder than they were. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't really working until I got to Chicago to be the boss of that creative department. And that's when I started to understand that I needed to do something very different with the men. Um, and I wish that I had had that insight earlier in my career. Uh, and the insight there was to you can't really bully them into supporting you and trusting you and wanting to give you the opportunities for growth that you need. You have to find a different way of getting them on your side. And my technique, you know, I use a lot of a lot of layers. Um, the ones that get the most attention, of course, are the ones that I gave, um, t- you know, titles to that are cause some kind of discussion like the art of SNL. <laughs> a little bit of discussion you know? for sure. I know I, I was first aware of you when I read your Ad Week column, and it was kind of a precursor to the book coming out. And I, what really caught me were the words seduction and ma- manipulation. And I went, oh, my gosh, I have to talk to this woman. This is one of her secrets. <laughs> yeah. And what does she mean when she talks about manipulation? But you really don't mean it in the way that I think most people kind of think you mean it, Correct. Yeah, I I um I've tr- I use that word manipulation because I wanted women to come from a position of strength and not a position of oh let me just see if I can cajole you into paying attention to me. I wanted them to be in charge and be in control. However, it's very important for women and for men and for anybody who wants to be in any kind of club, whether it's boys or not, if you're manipulative selfishly and only you benefit then everybody will hate you and they won't follow you. But if you do it benevolently so that everybody kind of wins, if you do it so that they're better at their jobs, they're, they're better serving the client, they're better in the agency, then everybody comes out smelling like a rose. And it benefits me because I need these people to work together and to, you know, to be a strong team. And it's very hard when you're a woman trying to deal with all these men to get them to rally them behind you or even to let them, you know, work alongside them. It's kind of hard because they 
they don't always feel comfortable with us. I mean, they like having us around because we're smart. We get the job done. We don't have hidden agendas. I mean, women are really good in business. But when it comes time to promote us to that mid, above that mid-management level, they start to get cold feet, and then they, they'll, they'll, they'll give it to a man because they feel more comfortable with the man. The man is more like them. Right, and, to, and one of the many points that you make in your book is men are comfortable with people that are like them. And so there are some characteristics about men that you talk about that women really ought to wise up and consider adopting yeah. in order to be more readily acceptable. Yeah. Can you talk about those characteristics yeah, that, a little I, bit? I, it has to be, I want to make it very clear that when women try to um, adapt, adopt some of the male skills, it's not acting like a man, and it's not at the expense of your own unique skills as a woman. I mean, we can't give up the things that we do extremely well, like our, our intuition, our empathy, our compassion, our ability to listen, to read a room by picking up signals. We can't give up any of those skills. We have to add to them. Uh, we have to add some of the things that the men do well. And what they do well is, because they don't know how to multitask, they focus and concentrate on one thing at a time. They compartmentalize. Um, and that, in business, turns out to be a more efficient way of getting a job done than to be scattered. They are also um, more confident than we are. They're more decisive. I, I think that stems from the fact that they get so many opportunities. You know, if they drop the ball on one or two, it really doesn't matter because another one is going to come around the bend pretty fast. But with women, we don't get that many chances. So when we have an opportunity to shine, we don't want to make a mistake. So we become very uptight, and we are less, we exude less confidence, and we tend to be less decisive. Um, they also have a better time than we do. I noticed the men laughed a lot more than we did. Um, they have this, you know, their silly male humor, which, um, you know, you can either object to or you can find a way to find endearing. It's up to you, you know, uh, mm -hmm. how you want to react to them. You can either find something to like about them or make them your enemies. I chose to find something endearing about them so that I could be honest about my approval of them. You know but what I mean? At the um, same time, I know you no talked a little bit in the about... I'm sorry, I was I just stepped all over you. I'm oh, that's sorry okay. about that. But I was going to say that one of the things that I know that, that you talk about in the book is kind of that balance of, you know, you don't want to appear too much like a man, <laughs> excuse me, because they will they will start to, to back away, Or, but you also don't want to, um, you know, be right in there, you know, telling the body joke all the time. So there, there is kind of yeah. a fine line, isn't there? And, and, and does it depend on your environment and the men you're around, or is there a natural kind of line in the sand that you shouldn't cross? Well, I think that women, I think because we have such great intuition, that we, we could probably read the men pretty carefully to decide how far we can go with them. We don't do that. We, we don't use our great powers of intuition when it comes to dealing with the men at work. The biggest area that we have is the laughter thing. You know, if we laugh at their jokes, are they going to hit on us? You know, I mean, that's the scary thing for women. I, I, I think women who exude some male characteristics of being competitive and, you know, aggressive, if they don't do it to the exclusion of what makes them female, they're okay. Mm -hmm. You know, they, women can be collaborative. We, we have a lot of skills that can kind of temper any of the harsh male 
combative traits, but you have to have that ability inside you. Otherwise, they'll, they won't see you as a contender for advancement or for partnership. You know, they, they want partners and they want people in the trenches with them who they feel comfortable with and who they think is going to watch their back and, and get them to the next level, wherever that level is. They, that's what they look for when they look for people that they want to include in the club. And you really share some great examples in your book, too, about one, one really tough cookie. Um, once you got to, um, I think it was Jay Walter, maybe, um, and it was a man who, you know, you were having a hard time with, <clears throat> but you found a way to end up working with him. And not only work with him, he became a huge advocate for you. And really, your work really took off at that point. Yeah, this is at um, so I think you mean the partner that I had who used to insult me. Kind of <laughs> playing the game, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of difficult times with men, and, and, and the ones, including, you know, one that I was married to at a very young age. But, <laughs> you know, once I learned how to um, understand what was important to them and what their fears were and what, what their demons were and became valuable to them in some way, then they started to need me. And I think that was the turning point for me uh, as a younger person. Was to, I understood that much, at least I understood that, that if I could find, if I could fill some kind of hole in this person's psyche, then he would need me. And if he needed me, then he would be there for me as well. And I think that was a big aha fairly early on in my career. Uh, and then I, you know, I had tough, tough deals with men all the way through my career. The one, the very last one, which was the hardest, uh, because he outranked me. And it was, you know, it's hard to, because the men are all different. I mean, you, you can't, you can't give a whole, a wide sweep with them. They're all different. They have some, right. certain, certain things in common, but they're all different. You have to really examine them and figure out how you're going to skin the cat, you know? You know, I'm interested in, you know, the book's out now. It just came out. What are men saying about the book? What kind of feedback have you got from them, especially the ones who work with you now? And maybe the ones you worked with in well, the, the past. Well, the ones who work with you now, a lot of them come in curious. and they say, we thought you loved us. <laughs> I said, I love you. <laughs> it didn't mean I don't love you. It just meant I needed to find a way to kind of make you better at what you were doing. But most of the men who read the book know me. I don't think men who don't know me, I'm not going to carry this book around on trains and buses and things, but the men who know me who are reading the book are, are learning things from it. They're picking things up. They're not, not, the, not just my secrets. They're learning how to be better with each other by just figuring out a, a kind way to get people on your side instead of a, a dictatorial way. You know, you can be, there are two kinds of leaders, the one who's the dictator and just tells everybody what to do, or the one who wants to use seduction and manipulation, kind of invisible persuasion to get, to motivate people and get them to do the right thing. I, that was what I had to do. I couldn't, it's not in my personality to be a dictatorial person and to order people around. I, it's, not, it's not what I do. So I had to use different tactics, you know. And obviously tactics that work because you wouldn't be where you are, you are now if they, if they hadn't worked. We're yeah. going to take a quick break and then um, when we come back, 
I'm interested in hearing what women are saying about the insights that you share in your book and also take a little peek into the other things that you were balancing. While you were trying to get at the top of the ad world, there were other things going on with your life, which was, were pretty fascinating. So we'll talk more with Nina DeSessa when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, Here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting in a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAzRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry, we'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media welcome to the daily search cast hey little yahoo look who's after you do, 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 do. hey little yahoo who's your suitor now hey little yahoo who's the one who wants you hey little yahoo shotgun boom it's a nice day for a microsoft wedding got it you pick it up i love it is it good <laughs> The Daily Search Cast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Drop into the Webmaster Chat Room. WebmasterRadio.fm. Clothing is optional. WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back, and I'm joined today by Nina DeSessa, chairman of McCann Erickson, New York, and we've been talking about her brand new book, Seducing the Boys Club. And we've been talking about how Nina got to the top using seduction and manipulation, and no, it's not like what you think. Um, It's really just about being intuitive, isn't it? And I thought... Two, we were talking before the break what men were saying about the book. I'm really curious what women have been saying about the book and the tips to success that you've shared in that. Uh, well, it depends. If, if women are reading what other people are saying about the book, they tend to um, take exception to some of the some of the tactics. They, they don't want to stoop to conquer, for instance. But the women who have actually read the book and understand the spirit in which it was written and, and, and the things that I'm saying in the book are very 
positive. I get, I'm getting so many emails from women and uh, asking for advice and also telling me how much they love the book. Because the book is written in a very light way. You know, it's a fast read because I don't want, I wanted them, and it's an, and I tried to do it with a light hand so that they would enjoy reading it and pull away the information that I wanted them to pull away. It's the same thing we use in advertising. You know, you can't bore the consumer into buying your product. You have to somehow entertain them and, and engage them and stimulate them. And you have to hook them in. It. And your story alone is fascinating, um, just how you got where you, you did. But not only that, you know, you your personal life was very busy, too. I know the, the, the book starts out with how you, you know, kind of came to the end of your first personal, uh, well, your first marriage, yeah. and then you, you had some health issues, and then you found a husband along the way. Talk a little bit about how you managed to balance all of that while you were achieving so much in the workplace. Well, the health issues you're talking about was breast cancer, and I, I, I was lucky that it was something that could be corrected with surgery, so I, I had a mastectomy, and but it happened right around the time I was interviewing for the job in Chicago, so I didn't really have time to mourn the loss of that breast. I just right. had to keep moving, you know, just keep moving. And actually it was good for me because it took my mind off that um, very, very painful, emotionally painful um, part of my life. And uh, how I met my second husband um, was just a miracle because he's, you know, the love of my life after 16 years, I, I, and I'm lucky to have him in my life. But I think he... Um, you know, I was busy. I was very busy, but he was in the business as well, and, and he has always been a great support system for me. I'm just lucky to have him. I, you know, you can do it by yourself, but when you have somebody there like he is for there for me, it makes a big difference. Well, and someone who understands your world. You know, I think yes. that, I mean, advertising can be all-encompassing. It can dominate so much of what you do, and to have someone alongside you who understands that, I'm yeah. sure was a huge help for you as you continued to go up through the ranks. Yes, and doesn't compete with you. I think that's the unique thing because men tend to feel that they have to compete with the women in their lives. And if you're doing, if you're more, you know, driven than they are, they they don't like that. Luckily, he was as driven as I was, so it wasn't really a problem. But yeah, and you didn't it's work hard. Together, you know, it's so, hard you know, to do it alone. Helps. It's hard to do it with the wrong man. You know, it's hard when you have children. It's hard for women. Women have a lot of things in their lives to contend with that men don't. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's always a hard... The women who make it with kids, I have my head is off to them, boy. I think they are remarkable. Yeah, it's it's a juggle, a huge juggle. And I, you know, I'm curious what you would say to young women today that are thinking about advertising as a career and want to break in. And at the top of the show, I talked a little bit about where women were kind of succeeding and where they weren't. And yeah. business was one of those where they weren't really being as successful as the men. And um, and obviously advertising has some business. You have some creative. What would you say to them about how to succeed in that world today? First of all, I would recommend going into advertising to anybody. It's a f- unbelievably exciting and and in most cases, a meritocracy. You know, you may not be able to get to the very top of the ladder that easily, but you certainly can get high enough to be satisfied. I think whether you're a man or a woman, if you're good, you can you get ahead and you make money and you show 
you know, you can show people that you're qualified for advancement. Getting to run a company is hard because, you know, of the Fortune 1000, only 25 are CEOs or women. I think you pointed that out earlier. Right. But I would always recommend advertising because it's exciting. And boys clubs are exciting. They're fast-paced. They're fun. And they're worth the effort to try and infiltrate if you can figure out a way to do it and not lose patience or heart, you know. Stick with exactly. it and see how far you can get. And try. And if you don't like my tactics in the book, make up some of your own. Just don't follow the rules wholeheartedly because those rules were written by somebody else. You know, and you need to make your own rules. That's well, my and, point. And even even making your own rules, it's got to be a little bit easier road to hoe. I would think having women like yourself who they can use as role models because I'm sure you didn't have any female role models, um, or at least not many in the world of advertising. And so just to know that you're there and there's a few others that um, have done quite well for themselves, I'm sure would be a huge boost for them. I think it is. I think it's helpful for them. I did not have a, a, a woman role model. You're right. I never worked for a woman ever, and I, I think I suffered from that. You know, it would have been good if I'd had a little bit of a mix in the people that I worked for. Um, but I didn't, and so I try to be a good role model. And I try to be a mentor to the women who are in my company and the women outside my company as well. And, and you know what? It's a pleasure to do that because they're so smart and so bright and so hopeful. Uh, it's a pleasure to see how far they can go. Well, and I'm sure the men who have worked alongside with you and, and beneath you obviously have learned a lot from you as well. What would you say to the men out there in the world of advertising, what can they learn from women? I mean, we've been talking a lot about what we can learn from men, but what can yeah. they learn from women who well, are they, working with They should take a tip them? from Barack Obama. You know, he's a strong male who is exhibiting very strong female uh, skills. You know, he's showing compassion, and he's, he's, you know, very much in touch with his female side, and I think that's what's making him a, an attractive candidate. Uh, a man who is confident in his own you know, masculinity can show some female skills like compassion and listening and empathy and be a much better man. And that's what I try to, I try to get the men, I still try to get the men in touch with their female side and the women in touch with their male side so that they're balanced in that regard. And they're better people and better leaders and they like each other better when they do that. They get along better when they're doing that. We have a lot more fun when they're doing that than when they're being obstinate, you know. Yes, tell me about it. We can really learn from each other, I think, is the key here. And I know that you're setting off uh, this week, I believe, for a book tour. So um, I wish you I the am. best of luck with that. Thank you. And, um, and if you want to check out Seducing the Boys Club, you can find this fantastic read at Barnes & Noble, Borders, and um, online and in-store, and also online at Amazon.com. Am I right, Nina? Yep. It's wherever books are sold. Great. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you. you being on today. And I just wish you the best with this book. Again, it's a great read. It's a fast read and lots of good takeaways in the book for anybody out there who's wanting to be successful in business and also in advertising. And if you work in a boys club, you, you got to read it. So thanks, Nina. Next week, join me. I'm going to be talking to Stacey DeBroff. She's the founder of Mom Central, a company that introduces your company's products and services to power bloggers. And in turn, those power bloggers connect them to the most powerful consumer out there. Of course, I'm talking about the woman. 
the risks, the rewards of putting your brand in the hands of citizen journalists next week on Purse Strings. Thanks again to my producer, George, for a great show, and I appreciate you joining me today. Make it a great one. <laughs>